You're listening to Rick Radio, broadcasting from Ringsend and Irish Town Community Centre. This is John Kenny. You're listening to Three and You're In. Good evening and welcome to the second um, episode this week of Train Your In. We're blessed with celebrity stars this week, as you may have heard already. We had the John Kenny interview um, with Charlie and Tom, and that was great. And we we also have a pre-recorded um, interview with Chris Andrews' boy Keith and Dave, and um, that's coming up now ahead. But I just want to let you know, if you are listening to this and if you have played football or your father or your grandfather and we'd like you to text us in your parents or grandfathers or however your your best team and um of ringsenders that you've played with and we will be just calling them out randomly over the next couple of shows so give us a text with your team 1 to 11 your best 11 089 442 that's 089-4469-542. And um, yeah, we'll call them out randomly um, through, throughout the shows over the next couple of weeks. So it'd be great to hear your best 11. Thank you. I'll just move you on now with um, the pre-recorded Chris Andrew interview. Thank you. Also, I forgot to say we have our uh, Dave's trivia coming up now. Um, well done to Johnny Healy, who uh, won our our question last week with the Easter hamper, which was uh, Dermot Gallagher retired in 2007 and he was from um, Irishtown. So again, well done, Johnny Healy. Um, I'll hand you over to Dave. Um, this week, this is a nice handy one for you again. Which club is the oldest club in Ringsend? In the Ringsend Pier Street area. Which is the oldest club? Good luck. Okay, that's brilliant. Um, we're going to move on now, and we have a very special guest. It's our first time we've had any uh, anybody important in, and uh, <laughs> we have the one and only Mr. Chris Andrews is in, but he's even more important, some people say. He's been interviewed by the one and only Mr. Keith O'Brien, so uh, take it away there, Keith. Thanks, Dale. Um, uh, I hope you didn't trip too hard over the red carpet as you were walking in there, Chris. I definitely didn't, no, um, absolutely. Welcome to Train You're In. Uh, you're our first political guest, hopefully not the last. You know, <laughs> we'll see how not. this goes. Hopefully I will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just start off uh, with, a, with a softball. Um, I know you've played some football in your day, you know. It um, depends how, yeah. how uh, wide your definition of playing football is. <laughs> if it's really wide, I did play a bit yeah. of football. Oh, oh, we stretch far and wide <laughs> here at Train You're In. Um, can you t- tell me some of the teams you might have played for locally and, and uh, where did you start? Well, I suppose the highlight of my career was playing for Irishtown over 35. So I think I peaked when I was about 40. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was, uh, I was uh, actually, who was, oh, Peter Byrne. And right. Pato were playing. I remember, and we were out on. Uh, I remember we were out at some pitch miles out. I don't know. We out, out, out around the airport, and Peter Byrne and Pato started fucking roaring at each other. The other team were standing. They didn't know what to do. So that was probably <laughs> the peak of my, the most exciting point in my career. <laughs> watching the two of them fighting. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and uh, did you said earlier on you played for uh, Beach Hill? Beach Hill as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still involved with Beach Hill as on the committee there, and and uh, I'm still involved because I love football. I just like, I love the social element of it. You know, I brought up playing it. I, I 
my next door neighbour years ago when I was only a kid he was a big uh, Man United fan and of course then I was Man United I used to go over and watch uh, over on the, the ferry off on the yeah. north wall and head over to Old Trafford on the on the bus and then we used to go down or to train me some, mostly a coach we get down to Old Trafford and, uh, and then hang around there and get up to mischief and yeah. then we'd be back that evening and you'd be wrecked in school on Monday and, and uh, yeah so I just and then of course Rovers Rovers were in Milltown but I, I used to sell programmes down there I did my transition year project on Shamrock Rovers down in, in Milltown and, and so I just like football I was brought up in football and I just played well you know like I say I used to enjoy I I'm not, wasn't very good ever <laughs> but I was enthusiastic and I loved the social element I liked the crack and the slagging and the banter and, and that's what it's about you yeah. know and, and that's why these days when people are missing football I completely understand what they're missing because it's a huge gap in people's lives when they don't have that sport and that bit of crack and socialising and the kids you know geez, yeah. well, it, if you did try to stop me playing football when I was a kid for, for a year I'd have cracked up you know it just you couldn't make it up you know and, and here we are there's kids missing and adults as well so it's a bit, huge miss but so I, I uh, played a bit of football I was in England for about 10 years I played in the pub team coaching horses <laughs> uh, and uh, I was there for 10 years working I ran a brewery a pub for the brewery over there and we had a pub team and, and uh, we used to play there and then when I came back I was playing for uh, Steadfast or uh, United Churches League and yeah. uh, actually Neville Steedman who was one of the great uh, Shamrock Rovers players uh, on the a winger for Rovers he, he managed us for a while and then I went down and was playing with uh, Beach Hill and Wembo was down there Rocky O'Brien was manager there and, Brilliant, eh? and uh, John Uzel Barry Montgomery John Montgomery some fantastic uh, players awesome there. cracking players yeah. uh, Jerry Rowe was or not um, Tony Rowe Jer Buzzer Rowe Buzzer, was, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, Tony was there he's a quality Del Trehi like he's I think he's still playing I think he's wooden legs at this stage he's fucking, <laughs> he's unbelievable but uh, he's he's uh, I think he's playing with the Balls Bridge over 35s, or he was before it. Yeah, he's just moved, actually. Dell's gone to Markovic now. He's with Markovic Celtic. Oh, yeah, 25s, yeah. yeah. Dell is more clubs than Tiger Woods. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just chasing glory, you see. Yeah. I played with Dell at Balls Bridge. And oh, then, yeah, were you up there? With, yeah, I was up yeah, there for yeah, a couple yeah. of seasons. And a lot of those lads were Beach Hill, former Beach Hill players. Yeah, Dave Tilton. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. smashing strike. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good Unbelievable. I was just thinking you just touch on something there. You, you said you used to travel over on the coach to Old Trafford. Oh. I'm just thinking there's three United fans and one Liverpool fan here. <laughs> what a night. You're outnumbered for a change, still. <laughs> what a night last week it was there in the Champions yeah. League when uh, Liverpool were stuffed by Real Madrid. It was great to see. I actually thought when you said about going over to Old Trafford and the coach, I, I actually said to myself, there's a million other things I'd like to do with that. <laughs> some, some, of my, some of my best days in football were getting the coach over to watch it. Watch it yeah, like, it was and, great. And to watch other teams. I, used would, to. I would be the opposite. Keith, I, I just remember being I've never been so exhausted in all yeah, my life. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you can go at five o'clock in the morning and you come back yeah. at like two in the morning. You were shattered. Yeah, it was shattered. A and, and even during the match, so I, I yeah. remember I, Ashley Grimes was playing for United at the time. Jeez, you're coming <laughs> back to I'm, I'm not telling you my age, though. <laughs> you're giving us a good hint, though. Yeah, yeah. And it's your birthday and, next month as well. <laughs> and he, uh, but he, uh, it was like Wolves, United were playing Wolves and it was like nil all. And uh, actually, I'm not sure if he was playing for Wolves, but at the time, Jesus, I was that tired anyway. I could hardly <laughs> keep my eyes open. The game was 1-0 for Wolves, and it was like, 
I thought, oh, Jesus, I'll have to give this up. I'm getting too old. <laughs> I was like 16 at the time. <laughs> but it was, it was great. All. And actually, I remember before the games, you know, you'd be hanging around and actually Paul McGrath was there buying chips. And I think I looked to borrow 50 cent or 50 pence off him at the time. I was broke at the time and I went up in this cabinet and I saw him there and I asked him and it was only when I'd asked him, the lad said, that's Paul McGrath. No he was only young, I think he was only just starting off at United. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he, was holding, he was holding the chips in his teeth and four points in his hands. Yeah. That was the problem yeah. there it was. But uh, yeah, and, but then, so I love football yeah. and, and being involved with Beach Hill was great and the lads were great and, uh, you know, and there were some quality players there, yeah. you know, really it was and, and, uh, and then, um, then it just, you know, obviously age catches yeah. up with you and you're playing the five-a-side and, you know, and uh, you're slowing down. Now it's walking football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come here, lead, leading on from that, you, you mentioned earlier on being a Rovers fan. Um, what do you think? Of the, I know it's early days in the season, but are you hopeful or what do you expect from this year? Like, yeah, well, uh, I suppose... Especially with a, with a, a new Ringsend lad. Well, two uh, Ringsenders now, two now yeah, we have. yeah. And and I actually couldn't understand how they let Sean Gannon go in the first place. Yeah. And uh, But it was great for him because, he, you know, he, what he didn't win. And, yeah. uh, you know, and he's a quality player. So it was great to see him achieve, reach his potential there, you know, in, in, in the league. And uh, But it's great to have him back as well, you know. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he was used to playing in green and white because he played with CY, didn't he? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, um, yeah, it's great. And I think, I think Rovers, you know, Pats are looking strong and Finn Harps, I'd love to see Finn Harps now, yeah. I have to say. I'd love to see them. They're always struggling yeah, with relegation. Yeah. So I'd love to see them. And any time uh, you beat Dundalk, like last weekend is a good week. So like Dundalk won't be in that position at the end of the season, yeah. but hopefully Bose will <laughs> <laughs> and, and leading, on, leading on from that from the League of Ireland with the, with the Irish team having a, a manager now who has, has been blooded in the League of Ireland uh, what are your hopes for Stephen Kenny and where do you think the problems yeah. lie with the Irish international setup at the minute well I think the problems lie it, that we don't have the quality of players I think most yeah. people recognise that and I think there's an element of snobbery around uh, Stephen Kenny I think there some is. people believe that oh he's come through the league of right he can't be that good yeah. and uh, I just think that's just you know yeah. I think he's quality he played in, in Europe or managed in Europe and, and uh, now we, he didn't get on great at Rovers but oh. he, you know obviously with Dundalk he, he uh, reached his potential and uh, so I think you have to give uh, him a chance I think he's you know, and and Stephen Kenny is also he's has a great social uh, side to him, you know, and community side to him, because I know he's always been very supportive of the, of the home street leagues up there in, in it, and we play the street leagues in Pierce House. Well, I go in yeah. and play. I, Graham Tucker organises it, and uh, but I just go up and play, and usually get slammed into the cage <laughs> a few times every match, and they they enjoy throwing me around there yeah. but uh, you know but Stephen Kenny has always been very uh, supportive of that project and, and it has to be said uh, John Delaney wasn't uh, particularly supportive Definitely of it Definitely not no. uh, and sorry uh, yeah, what you said about uh, Stephen is, is very true and I mean if, if, if you don't have the tools it's very yeah, hard to do a job hard. and and the tools I mean I, th I think we might need There's to two tools out yeah, there two but tools out there. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan and Dave um, but I, I think they might need to delve a bit deeper as one of the girls said last week in, in on the show um, sorry the week before last um 
I think that there's a snobbery around Steve, Steve, Steve Kenny and I think there's a snobbery around League of Ireland. Like yeah, There's lads there yeah. that would, would cut off their arm to play for their country in the League yeah, of Ireland yeah, and they're playing yeah. regular football. And a lot of the players we have at the minute, they're not playing regular football or they're playing at a standard that isn't up to it. So yeah. I think I, I think he should be given support. That's just my opinion. I know we're not here to give opinions. but Yeah, when you um, look at Jack Byrne and, and now we know he's injured at the moment, yeah. Apoel, but uh, he like he's quality. How he hasn't been... Uh, you know, hopefully, unfortunately, he's injured now. But I've, I've no doubt he would have got a good. He surely would have got a good run at uh, in in the last uh, fr- group of friendlies. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, there definitely is an attitude, and and uh, I think it's just really important to support local. Like I, I actually would bef- like I. Like like I said, I've been to Old Trafford and all yeah. that, and watched and when I was in London, I used to go to some matches. And uh, but I would much prefer to go down to the Cajun Rings End and watch a match, yeah. CY and and uh, you know Liffey's. Yeah. Like you can't beat that. And no. and some of the games and the goals down there, like that's what it's football's about. And and it mixes football and community, and you can't get it any better. And you don't have to pay in. Well, it might be a <laughs> bit of better quality than we've seen from United in the last few years as well. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I'm true. I'm wondering, can I just brush back on the on the international talk now? I know you're down for a night of leisure here, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not, you haven't got your gloves on, but I'm going to ask a question here. That, yeah. Uh, is would you have an opinion, or are you? I don't know if you're allowed to say it, so we we could cut all this out. So there's no yeah. problem. Um, as to why we're in the state we're in, uh, as to why we can't <coughs> produce a, a player of high quality. Well, I, you know, I, I do think that, uh, and I spoke with, I met with the uh, Jonathan Hill of the FAI and we did discuss the, the issue around, uh, you know, being involved with football locally and, you know, in Rings End and, and Beach Hill and all that, uh, the sense I get was John Delaney ignored a lot of uh, clubs. There was no, like Cambridge, you know, a lot of clubs didn't get any great support off yeah. the FAI. The League of Ireland got even less. Yeah. And there was less interest and less connection between the FAI. I do think that's changing now. I do think uh, the, the current uh, regime have an interest and I know that they have um, appointed development officers community development officers and so y- you got rovers who are very involved in the local community you've got Pats I hate to say it but bows are really good yeah. uh, in terms of community development yeah. Uh, yeah. so Lambert up there is really good with, with community development yeah. Yeah. and the, the FAI are working with clubs around that so because it's important that clubs aren't just about playing football, you know, yeah, aren't yeah. about 11 professionals. It, it, they are part of the community. And yeah. I think the FAI does recognise that. And I think that's an element they're working on. Yeah. But, and that's in contrast to what happened previously. And John Delaney, clearly he feathered uh, his own nest in terms yeah. of who, who he uh, supported and who he worked for. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that was returned to him then when it came to him being re- re-elected and support yeah. within the organisation. But I do think that uh, the current regime is definitely, I, I would be optimistic. I think they, okay. they have a better, they have a vision and they're putting that together. They're in a very weak position because they're, they're, they've not, they've they're own their, yeah, they've absolutely, they own their, you know, their backsides to the yeah. FAIOs, it's backsides to the government now and to the banks and yeah, all that. Yeah. So they're in a, a tricky position. But that said, I do think that as as we as the time moves on, that things will get better, okay. and uh, I do think they have a, a plan and a vision. 
yeah. and objectives which will be better for the League of Ireland because like I said League of Ireland is really important to community and it'll become more important uh, and I think that was happening before John Delaney uh, left it was just starting to happen yeah. but it's it's blossomed the last few years I think and and uh, and that's really positive and you see like yourselves the clubs here Cambridge you know yeah. they're not just a club yeah. uh, you know they're a community yeah. and uh, and that's really important it's really important for for the club and the people involved in it yeah. and and uh, you know so it's all I think it's definitely heading in the right direction but clearly you know you just have to read uh, champagne football and you'll see who who's yeah. responsible and why we're in the position we are exactly. and and uh, and we have to put in the facilities we have to look at the structures around getting quality players uh, and and encouraging quality players yeah. uh, and and uh, not feeling we have to send them to England every time and and it, it's you know so that's but I do I am hopeful for okay. for the FAI. So the, the 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 short the short line of it is, and I think he's all agree being United fans. Roy came was Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dylan waited a long time to get that in. <laughs> uh, we, we move on to some more yeah. po- more positive news. Now yeah. I, know, I know that you ended on a positive note there, saying you're hopeful for the future of the FAI mm. and for for Stephen if he's given time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important that he is given he that is, time. Yeah. And I. Yeah. Th- I do think the current uh, setup in the FAI recognised that he needs to be given yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was an announcement there last Tuesday of um, the easing of restrictions for for kids to, to go outside and train again uh, on the twenty sixth of uh, this month. Um, I think there's going to be a lasting impact from COVID, especially on on kids, their development. A lot of kids have missed out on a year, year and a half of football by now. Um, where do you think uh, the happy medium lies with getting kids back to train safe and I mean me personally being involved with Cambridge I think it should have been done a couple of months ago I think you, you, you walk down any street and you see gangs of kids playing doing what kids do it's very mm-hmm. hard to keep kids locked in and stop them playing a game that they love it's almost akin to torture and mm-hmm. I don't want to, to mm-hmm. over oversell it now well, but like I say I played football yeah. when I was young and from when I was very young yeah. and if I had been told that if I had ha- couldn't play football for a year like yeah. with my pals and you know, yeah. I'd have absolutely. I'd you know, you you. It's hard to know. I do think that uh, young people are very resilient, yeah. and I think I do think when things get back, and hopefully it'll be very soon. Uh, I think that they will bounce back quite quickly. It's like when yourself myself get the flu, we're out and it takes us months to recover <laughs> from it. But when you see kids uh, get the flu, you know they get sick very quickly and they recover very quickly. And I'd like to think, but. You can't take that for, you know, uh, you know, of that's course, not a yeah. foregone conclusion. And we have to be aware of that and be conscious of it and put into place uh, the structures that will allow. And what we're, we're doing uh, in Sinn Féin, what we're doing at the moment is we're looking to what, what's happened in the north. We have and I was actually here uh, at a funeral for uh, Brian Murphy. And someone said to me, actually, it was, uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, anyway, I can't think all Alzheimer's is kicking <laughs> into me. But uh, he said to me, you know, there should, all the clubs should have a, a, a wellness officer. And that's something that we're working on uh, because in the North, they've done that. They've set in place uh, a pilot scheme where uh, every club will have a wellness officer. Like, so if Stockton goes down in the box and he pulls a hamstring, he'll be able to get it. He'll be able to, the, the, the club will say, oh yeah, we have a physio there. Or CY will have a physio or Liffey's or whoever, Mark's are, they'll, they'll have a physio and they'll say, listen, go there and, 
there'll be a bit of subvention and it'll be, you know, a better rate than you would if you had to go privately. Chris, uh, I'm never going to be moving fast enough to pull a hammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, when I said that, I thought, oh no. <laughs> actually, what am I thinking? <laughs> Nobody's going to believe this. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so yeah, but it goes down heavy in the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a bang on. I meant for heavy, not fast. I'm more worried about the grounds, man. Yeah. goes down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, so what we're looking at is is having a wellness of so, like I say, he, he, you know, he gets his physio on the the, the 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 hamstring or whatever, and but if you if somebody has a mental health issue in a club, uh, and and. You know, everybody, every club has people who are just struggling a bit. So what we're looking to do is we're looking to get uh, a mental health officer in to every club so they'd have proper training and they'd be able to sign posts and sign, you know, Hmm. point people in the right direction in terms of how to address their mental health issues. And that's something that we're, we're, this is what we're looking to do. And it's, we're developing that. It takes a time because it's cost, you know, you have to cost it and and, and, uh, so take a bit of work, but that's what we're looking to do. So it's been done up in in the six counties. So we're looking to do it down here as well. And uh, we'll be developing that you know plan yeah. and sounds we, like we a keep, very positive step yeah yeah really definitely yeah, yeah yeah and and uh, so when kids come back I, you know the evidence recently and <clears throat> Dylan was just saying it there before we started about the evidence suggesting that like 0.1% of people you know and I know uh, Wells the, or what's his name the scientist the other scientist he came back and kind of knocked all that in the head a bit but clearly football is happening so if you're going to engage in harm reduction Put in, trust the clubs to actually uh, put in place the structures, the, the, the process to allow football happen safer. Yeah. There's nothing ever 100% safe, you know. So people are playing football already. Like I know down in the park, it's packed playing football or basketball or whatever. So let's put trust the clubs to put in place the process that will allow football be and sport or any sport, outdoor sport, whatever, put in place so we they can enjoy it in a safer way than what's happening now, which is just unofficial. Like I've seen, you know, I've seen pitches and they're packed. So let's do it say in a safer way. And I think we need to kind of, fa- I would like to see the fast tracking based on this evidence, fast tracking of the reopening of sports. Brilliant. Um, just uh, uh, this show. This, That's this, not a COVID cough, by the way. Just this, this, <laughs> just in, this interview. Is, Dylan uh, is backing out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> this interview has been recorded uh, for uh, next Tuesday show or this Tuesday show. If we're, if we're playing it now, um, but. News breaking today, Wednesday, about uh, Euro 20 to postpone Euro 2020. Ireland's supposed to have uh, some Group E games in June, Poland, Slovakia, and Sweden, and then maybe one of the knockout games in the next round. Um, the FAI sent a letter or, or, or responded to a request uh, from UEFA um, saying that they couldn't guarantee uh, to have 25% occupancy, which is a requirement to host games. Um, so it looks like. Um, we might be losing our chance to host games. Uh, do you think there's anything that government can do? I know under like the way things are, I mean, for the government to be able to do anything yeah. and it's an ever-changing situation with vaccines and well, stuff. Well, that's it. So, you know, it's hard to see it happening. Yeah. I think August 
if everything was if it was if it was all happening in yeah. August, we'd have a chance. But I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah. It should be a huge blow to football and yeah. the footballing community, and and especially uh, in the area, you know, yeah, Aviva on the doorstep. Yeah, here, absolutely. Know? Yeah, and uh, it's hard to see it. But look, like you said, things are changing yeah. quite can change quite fast. And and if in terms of the vaccine rollout, if things speed up, uh, and without getting into all of that, the vaccine rollout has been a bit of a shambles. Yeah. But uh, you know, if things can, if they can get their, uh, you know, act together, um, maybe, who knows, yeah. but it'd be great for the footballing community if that could happen. Yeah, you know? I, I see the UK are, are, are trialling, um, they're doing rapid PCR tests, they're going to have 21,000 for the, the FA Cup final now in, in a month or two. I'm not sure the exact date of the FA Cup, that's normally end of May, isn't it? End of May, yeah. 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 Um, they're, they're, they're hoping to have a, a quarter of, of Wembley full, but everyone's going to have a rapid PCR test. They're, gonna, they're, they're trialing that. I don't know if that could be an option, you know, but... Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Just the, the, the trouble is the antigen test, they were very resistant to that. If that could help in some way, maybe. Yeah. But, like, things are changing yeah. and, and who knows that if, if... Although, like I said, I wouldn't put, you know... Yeah. We don't have any evidence to to think that they will get their act together on the vaccine rollout. But no. if that does happen, well, then things could change, and and uh, fingers crossed. Incidentally, yeah. that's the fifth. Episode. Yeah, yeah. I I just read today that they're gonna they're gonna hope to have Wembley. I think thirty thousand. They're gonna try to get thirty thousand to Wembley, and they're gonna do rapid testing before and after the game. Um, well, have, if it's City, they won't it. get thirty thousand no. anyway. So, Chris, um, lads, have you anything else to add for Chris there? Just on David. that, actually, did you did you not see that, Keith? The, the thirty thousand. Are they not all? Are they not all local fans? Is it not all Londoners they're doing, or is it, is it or is it? Everybody? I'm not sure. A hundred percent. I just oh, read really? the, the, yeah. the thirty thousand number. They were talking about. Now they may have changed that, but yeah. they were talking about just local area forced and then. You know, yeah, well, you could do that a bit with the Euros. I don't think any of us down here complained if we got to go and watch Sweden, Sweden <laughs> play Slovakia in, yeah, in, in a game true. in the Aviva with, you know, no big queues for a beer yeah. and a hot dog. You know? like, it's true. Well, That's the last time you were at a football game. They don't serve beer in this country at football games. It's rugby you're talking about. Now. <laughs> Different show altogether. <laughs> no, when you're up, when you're up in them fancy seats, they serve you beer as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, w- I won. I won a ticket on a radio show. Wasn't <laughs> this one? No. Um, I'd just like to thank you, Chris, for coming in. Oh, uh, yeah. Very informative, and uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, the next time we do get to have you in, we can be talking about live football, kids yeah, back playing, adults back yeah, playing, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, we can have a bit bigger and a more in-depth chat. Yeah, that's great. And but thanks. It, and uh, you and know, hopefully we'll have Ireland probably qualifying for its tournament of some stature with our with our own players as well. Yeah, do, do you know how grown, do you know how old grown. Chris is? Chris, Chris, that'll be both of our great great grandchildren discussing that one. Just <laughs> ask Ashley Grimes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was there when when, when uh, Jimmy Greenhoff, Brian Greenhoff, were all there. Seventy six. Huh. The Greenhoff brothers. The year before I was sure, born. You're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Sure, you don't know anything about football. Well, even your two little <laughs> troopers there don't know them. Right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, Jimmy Green and Martin Buchan. Actually, was there when when uh, Whiteside made his uh, debut, home debut. Oh, yeah. One of my yeah. first memories of football is that Whiteside outside of the built goal against Everton in '84. Uh, was that it? Jeez, I don't remember the year, but I remember being there. Well, yeah, I, I, I remember it, it wasn't. It was his home debut goal. It wasn't his uh, first goal for Premier League. Yeah. What was it before it was the Premiership? 
we used to go we used to go up when we used to get the, the train we used to get the bus down to Old Trafford and there was no security there at all around yeah. the, the club and we used to go in oh yeah yeah. we used to go in to um, hold on a second now we used to go in and around you could go in around the uh, the corporate section and uh, you know when you're young and uh, the corporate section and they, they had uh, make sure now you get the, the old rovers there uh, <laughs> and look, I have the green speaker. Yeah, sorry, Dylan's <laughs> taking a photograph there, and we're just uh, Chris has shown us his Rovers badge there on his uh, face mask. But uh, if Chris, if you start talking about the Munich disaster and all, I'm not. I'm not that old. <laughs> you were heading that direction, Chris. <laughs> you know, you, you. Actually, I just remember. I'm not going to finish that story because it could get me into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, waiting for you, I'm waiting for you to start talking about back passes to keepers where they yeah. picked it up. <laughs> oh, I, I gave a few of them in my day. <laughs> That was Packy Bonner special, wasn't it? Yeah. Destroyed football, Packy Bonner. Just the ball, rolling out the players. Give it back, give it back. True. Oh, yeah. Chris, that's brilliant. All right, thanks a million, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah brilliant stuff, yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks a million. Yeah. It was great. And, and the best of luck. Thanks, I, I was listening to... Uh, uh, Alan Murphy yesterday it was yeah. good yeah very good last week Chris last yeah. week you were listening oh, to oh yeah him. last week yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, was yeah last week yeah, yeah. sorry yeah last week alright thanks really? thank you boys cheers how you doing folks Derek Buckley's my name if you're interested in testing your general knowledge every Friday night live on my Facebook page we have a family fun quarantine quiz in conjunction with Ringsend and Irish Town Community Centre completely free to play 